fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 Hello. And welcome. It's Sunday, February 19th, 2012, episode 107 of the Hotbox. My name is Matt. My name's Ian. My co-host. What up? What's up, Ian? Good hey, to have you. Not, not much, man. It's uh, it's the Sabbath, the it's day of Sunday. rest. So there's something to be said about so, doing podcasts on a Sunday. There's just, you wake up, you blaze one, and the whole day is just perfect. It could be snowing cats Angry, angry cats oh, and man. dogs outside, and it wouldn't even matter. She does not like me. The cat used to like everybody. Uh, we had a roommate that liked to fuck with her. Had another host of another show, The Jam Hole, uh, that I do, that also liked to fuck with her. And now, anytime a male like comes near her, she flips out. Because I've never, except for me, I've but, never like messed with the cat. You yeah, know she saying? just well, maybe a little bit after, she, but she started it. When she does start it. She started it. So then I kind of like, I thought she was being playful. So oh, no. I kind of messed with her. Oh, and no. then she was like, <laughs> death. Yeah. Like, yeah. whoa, holy shit. She's like casting plus five. <laughs> Claw your face off. <laughs> uh, you can call us every time we do the show live at 406-204-4687. Or you can Skype the jam hole username. You can leave a message case. too. Yeah. When the show's not live, if you call that same number, it's a voicemail and we can actually play those on the show. So, and uh, you can post on the forums. Yeah. We got hotboxpodcast.com slash forums. We share that with the buffer overflow show in the jam hole. Uh, it's got its own little section there. I post some cannabis activist stuff, uh, cannabis information just anything i find interesting that i just posted there and, and then you can chat in the chat room yeah live hotbox tv check that out and so like you can communicate the, very, and participate we're very interactive and, and you know you can really be a part of the show we're if you like listening and maybe you ever want to say something or have your ideas shared um with the several thousand people that listen to us every week then you can uh, you do can that. do that you can leave comments on each episode if it pertains to that or if it's just a general question if you go to the who are we the about us page on hotboxpodcast.com uh, there's a form at the bottom there you just fill that out send it and we'll get it and uh Somebody mentioned that there's someone running for a congressional seat in Nevada that uh, would like to come on our show and talk about his politics. So we're going to try and set that up for next week. It should be a, an interesting conversation for those of you that live in Nevada. Uh, I know we focus a lot on Montana legislation because that's where we are from. We live here in Kalispell, Montana. That's where the show is based out of. So it's good. I, I prefer to, to call them our roving reporters out there. Whenever people from other states like email or call and they're like, hey, this is what's going on here. I know Berger does it a lot with Michigan. Sure. Um, it, it's good to see because we don't we have that outside looking in perspective uh, unless it has to do with Montana. Then we can tell you, you know, the full perspective because we're here. But uh, when it comes to other states, it's good to have you guys that are actually living there and dealing with it. Like, do you live in Oregon? Tell us what that's like. Do you live in in Alabama? Tell us if you can spell what that's like. You know, that's that was mean. Tell us, you know, in other states and other countries. The show is worldwide. Uh, what are you guys doing in, in the UK? 
why does everyone smoke hash in the UK? Do you guys have pot there? I'm curious. So email info at hotboxpodcast.com if you ever have any questions, concerns, comments, stuff like that. And with all these different ways of communicating, I think is what's uh, something to consider, especially with this cannabis culture, is that, um, you know, it's kind of a, a, a small community. For being, and like, over paranoid that a lot of people are, like, we're very accessible, you know? Yeah. And then, like, well, is what I'm trying to say is that this community and these ways to communicate and things, I think that... Um, the reason why our cannabis movement is being pushed forward is because of the communication ability that we do have. We fully and we're able to network those tool. things, and so yeah. you know any way that we can help build that community or help share information or whatever. I think that that's. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we have all these uh, different uh, venues to communicate through. Well, that, and if you want to please all of your listeners, you can't just be on Facebook. You can't just use Tumblr. You can't just be on Twitter. You need to use all of them. And that was something I learned early on doing the jam hole is that you have to go to where your listeners are or where your potential listeners are. And what's it to you if you're just duplicating content across five different social networks? If it's reaching three people here and four people here and then 10 people here, then it's worth it. You Mm -hmm. know, if it's one, I'll start a Tumblr for just one person. Like we're just, Mm -hmm. that's just how we do it. So, and I think it works out. It shows we got good listenership, good interaction. You can hear our shows replayed on the normal network, live.normal.com, I think is their site. So, or normal.org. So check that out. We get replayed. I think it's every, we, we get played like three days a week over there. So that's, that's pretty cool. And then I know a lot of our listeners use uh, Stitcher to listen to the latest episode. So you can go to hotboxpodcast.com slash Stitcher. And uh, you can play us right there. And if you need the app, hotboxpodcast.com slash stitch. Use promo code hotbox. And you'll get uh, the app and you'll get entered to win a $100 gift card for free. And we'll get a buck. So all sorts of ways to help this show. Uh, one thing we do like to mention from time to time is the Great Debate page on Facebook. Uh, I finished show notes for the last episode, number 106. You can find a link to it there. Just go to facebook.com and search for Great Debate. Uh, There's another group on there that we would like to recommend called the MTCIA. That is our local Montana Cannabis Industry Association group. Um, They just came out on the 14th on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, brother. Oh, yeah. Mm, Uh, About Here's a recap of the lawsuit and what the next steps are going to be. As you all know here, there was a lawsuit, a couple actually. Uh, Attorney Getz has been fighting on our behalf. Uh, What was it, two episodes ago that we talked about that thing he wrote saying here's the questions that he was asking in court? Correct. Well, he was addressing. It was kind of like a, a, a the the orientation of his case. Like, um, um, he was addressing each part of the new law that we're operating under. Ah, uh, yes, Bill that's what it was. Right, right. And and uh, it was kind of his argument to the court about why it's unconstitutional and what provisions are uh, discriminatory and what provisions should be thrown out and pretty much trying to get the whole law overturned because of its lawlessness. Because of what it does to the people. Right. It's it's appalling legislation. Correct. This says, as many of you already know, the MTCIA initiated a constitutional challenge to the current medical marijuana law in the state last summer. Uh, This is a recap on what has happened so far and where we are today. 
In order to prevent the more offensive parts of the law from going into effect, the MTCIA and the other plaintiffs in the case asked the judge to place injunction on the new law in order to protect patients, providers, and physicians. After a hearing, the judge decided not suspend the entire law, but did enjoin certain parts, including one, the ban on advertising, to, which, do you need to add? that? That's such a dumb provision, I feel like. You don't need to advertise. Word of mouth is just fine, because your patients are your patients. Like, yeah, any kind of advertising is almost trying to snipe patients from somewhere else, unless you're going for that new group, Well, not but then they can find it online. You don't need a sign. I, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's unnecessary for the way the business is run. Well, I don't... Here's the thing is that um, advertising, I think, does one of two things. Is that, see, as a patient in Montana, that it's really your prerogative and it's your choice on who your provider is. Right. And so without any advertising or any way to locate different dispensaries or providers, it's really difficult to say maybe finding one that's going to fit your needs. I almost or... feel like that's the responsibility of the prescribing doctor or the, the doctor that's writing and the recommendation see with the law to now, say, the here's who you should go to. Legally now, the doctors cannot recommend dispensaries. Oh, really? They okay. have to be completely separate entities. They have to be a neutral facility. They can't promote so one dispensary is there over no another. Group that's offering that service, saying well, here's like, a list of the all Montana the Cannabis Industry Association. Here's the ratings. Here's listener, fe- or well, not there's listener no but here's ratings. feedback on it. Like, I feel like we could crowdsource that really easily and get a nice list like Newegg, but instead of computer hardware, we're going to nice well, dispensaries. And the Cush Magazine, I don't know what happened to it. It kind of reminds me of Montana Connect, just kind of disappeared. <laughs> but but it had a good list of different people that were you know participating. It, like if you were if you were a provider and you were helping the Montana Cannabis Industry Association out, you got your name and your information put in the back of the magazine. Right. Like, these are the people that are helping support. But I feel movement. like that should be an online resource that anybody can access. Just right there. Here's the there dispensaries. Isn't, there here's isn't, reviews. There isn't one right now. All right. I'm going to build one. And I bet you could capitalize on that. I don't even. Well, that would be cool. You if, could charge dispensaries. Can you guys let that be my day job and I will well, just make think it about, happen? Think about it this way, Matt. You could you could charge a dispensary to be put on this website. Like, But do you like want to get into the, the flat rate? The and problem then, of though them paying money for writing nice reviews about it, or simply to just be listed? Just to be listed. Okay, yeah. That would if be you want to be put on this website or, you know, and then you could offer a much, you could offer, you could talk to Ed and, and offer like a reduced price. If you were an MTCI member, a due paying member, if you were yep. a due paying member, then maybe you could like, and you could have different package levels. Like, you know, your silver package is like, you get listed, whatever your gold package, you get pictures, you get, you get sure. like a little bio thing. I could easily do that. Then, do you feel like that's a resource that would be very helpful to the, yeah, okay. because it's, it's like, you know, there's, there's a couple dispensaries here that. in California that don't have signage up like yeah. we don't but i mean we could do it all out i could put maps that give you directions correct to the pl- like menu i mean as far as you wanted to go with it really correct and sure. i and i know that Why i know that because i get phone that? calls someone all the has time. more time than me should have already been doing this don't think, wait for matt to do it come I, on i think that I, I get a few phone calls every week like oh is this oh this is this is glacier health this isn't uh oh well i was uh, is this the dispensary Oh, well, kind I've, of been, I've been looking and, like, I don't know how for, to ask. Right, you know, and right, there's, right. you know, I've been having people that have been coming from, you know, they drive three hours to come to sure, our shop because sure. they don't know where else to go. And, 
after they have maybe stumbled across a couple other places, they don't. That's not their facility. They, they don't want to go to that particular facility. They've already established a repertoire with you, or they're not comfortable going somewhere else, or right. it's more expensive, or, or they sure. don't have what they want, or you know. But what I, I mean? feel like once you establish the infrastructure and once you have the database created, it's up to the patients to say whether which place is good or not. I Correct. can't go to all the dispensaries and do a change of my card uh, every time to test everybody's, you know? I could go in there and talk to them and get a feel for it and say what I think about it, but my opinion might be completely different than what a patient thinks about it, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many different people. I I mean, I think that information would be really useful and and worthwhile for... But the patient's got to be in this. If I build the infrastructure, you guys got to start, you know, and I'll make it easy. We'll make th- it easy for you guys to just rate it and be done. But. I think I think that that would be a really good idea. And like I said, yeah. come up with some packages. You know, it would be the X amount of dollars just to have your name and number and address listed with a little map. And then you could have a package where you could put pictures up and do a, you know what I'm saying? So it's a little bit more uh, uh, professional looking. And then maybe your platinum package or whatever, like. I, we could think of different programs or something, but right. it is difficult to find a good dispensary if you don't know where to look or you don't like if, if you're you, not if, already in that. Right, exactly. Yeah, if yeah. if you if you if you're new to getting your medical marijuana card, like then what? That speaks gotta, to that whole demographic that only started using it because correct, correct, or people that maybe moved to a new town. They right. move from Billings to Kalispell, and it's like, shit, well, <laughs> I drove what? around, and I saw a couple places, but what am I not seeing? You yeah, know? yeah. What am I, what am I not uh, uh, getting a part of here? <coughs> but I feel like an online resource would be better than just putting up signs in your business. No, Especially absolutely. Especially that absolutely. gives ammo to the people absolutely. that are like, oh, let's look make at a mobile all app. these. Yeah. A Montana that checks cannabis. your location and says, right. here's where they're at? Yeah. How hard would that be? With just like a Montana thing. Like, you know, like Montana <laughs> yeah, yeah. dispensaries. Well, like, each state would have to have its own app because each absolutely. state law is different. Correct. But you could build that infrastructure to where as the laws for each state change, you put it in the database and it updates the app. Mm-hmm. Trademark. That's ours. We're going to do that. I'm going to learn how to program first. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> So, yeah, it does. It's Sunday. What else you got to do? I know. You can have that done by. You ain't got work tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, um, on top of the ban advertising, they have unannounced inspections on providers by law enforcement. That'd be the no knock with the chainsaw we talked about. Um, The limit on the number of patients for which a physician could make a medical marijuana recommendation. So, this isn't. How many patients the provider can have. This is how many people a physician can make that recommendation, which is kind of reminiscent of how many people that are in the, the Suboxone program to get off of opiates. If you guys listen to the show, you know, I kind of uh, go through that. And each doctor has a limit on how many patients he can prescribe Suboxone to. But what's messed up is that each doctor does not have any kind of limit on how many patients he can prescribe Regular opiates. And what happens? You only have a limit getting your people off of it, but not getting them addicted to it in the first place, which is completely backwards. And what happens to the physician when he recommends cannabis to more than those patients is is that he is 
he is forced into being investigated at his own expense. So the doctor has to pay to get investigated. So if you and think that's about a blemish it, on your record. Even if they well, find yeah. you, even if they find that there's nothing, nothing wrong yep. and you're it's fine. Still, it's still the fact that you invest- got investigated. Yep. And so that's something that like no. But think about it this way. You have 10, 10 patients that go in. The first nine all got recommendations for medical marijuana. Everything's fine. That 10th person goes in and the doctor can't do nothing. Can't do He's nothing. not going to want to pay to be investigated. What's the difference between that 10th person and the nine previous, except he just happened to be at that limit. Nothing. So now the doctor has to prescribe what? Something probably not as helpful. Something, something that's with not some cannabis. nice side effects. Something that will fetch a healthier price on the street for, I would imagine. But um, not that's going to So help. you have this. So you have. It's uh, terrible. That's one of the reasons why that was, uh, had an injunction placed on it. Sure. Because, I mean, it's kind of like telling a, a but then right after that they they do number four is the limit on the number of patients a provider can serve so you do have it for the doctor and for the provider and which is the law says three so as a provider you can provide cannabis to three individuals how's your business you are a patient yourself how's that business model working out well it it doesn't and that that's are you price raping the shit out of those three people well you can't charge any money for it you can't receive anything of any value in exchange for your product you're just doing it because you have spare time out of goodness of your heart imagine a barber okay if the same law was applied to hair cutting and so you have a barber right and and he can open up a shop but he can only have three clients and Mm -hmm. he has to cut their hair for free Yep. He can't cut any more than three people. But that's hair. fine because that barber, his rent is paid for by the government, right? And his sure. his, uh, yeah, his scissors, his scissors, and his, his products, shampoos, and... that's all paid for. No. So of course he can do it for free. He can afford to because the government gives him those things for free. It not no 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 no. Hmm. He has to he has to pay for How? all that himself still. Huh. He okay. still has to pay his power bills. Really? He still has to pay for no, you know. Uh, I was I was for, saying like hair that? products instead of fertilizers, but it, electricity. You bill can make and, your own analogy. You know, it's he's all gotta, the same. He's got to pay for his trimmers. Uh, whether he's not it's, getting those sponsored by the company that makes them because they get government suck? subsidies. And so, the, and this is this is why the this law process in Montana with medical marijuana is asinine. It's 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 not meant to function. And it's they're coming the up with day. arbitrary ways of they. I mean, their idea is is they're going to reduce the amount of cannabis users. It's the tax stamp all over again. You can have it if you have a stamp, right? But but where do you get the stamp from? Well, you no can't. matter what the law says, people are still going to use cannabis because there are people that don't have medical cards that use cannabis, and they have no interest in getting the card. Right? Like I'm going to smoke cannabis regardless if it's if it's legal or not or medical or not, but. Are somehow, some way, our our elected officials decided that if they were to to regulate the medical marijuana industry, that there would be less drug use going on. But that's not the way it works. I mean, we see this all the time in all sorts of drugs. Just because they're illegal or just because they're harder to get doesn't mean that less people do them. Right. People didn't start doing the drugs because they were like out there in the open, and then all of a sudden people were like, "Oh my God, this is a problem. We better make them illegal." And now you have. All all these drug addicts like people do drugs people have brains that are all chemical and like we can put other chemicals in there and that's just what people do it's supply and demand these places are selling drugs or these individuals because there are people that want drugs like that 
Well, supply and demand. So if, if there's a demand, there will be a supply. Always. Period. Always, always. And by regulating, you can't regulate culture. And by trying to regulate and put arbitrary numbers, like, you know, like a, a patient in Montana can have an ounce of dried material. Yeah, where do and those like, numbers come it's like, from? Oh, it's like, oh, that's so arbitrary because... If you have well, one point one, if we ounces? allowed them to have two ounces, they'll probably smoke more. They'll it's sell like, one no. and smoke the other. I it, mean, you can go and buy another one the next day. It's an arbitrary thing. Why can't I have more designed. than one ounce on me? All it's there for is to make life more aggravating, to, in the hopes that that one thing will cause five people to just be like, "Fuck it," right? Fuck it. And like you said, the, a fewer number of cards. We have a, a, a piece of the Missoulian by Charles Johnson that says uh, the number. Of medical marijuana cardholders in Montana continues to plummet while the number of legal marijuana providers is a fraction of its peak as the industry faces an uncertain future here. Now, don't misinterpret this to read that the number of marijuana smokers in Montana is plummeting. Oh, yeah. Because that number is at the least staying the same. At the, at the other side, it's growing. There are more people smoking every day. Well, and there's also more people living in Montana every day as well. I mean, like we're we true, are true. Our population exactly. is growing, so there are more citizens in Montana that are smoking cannabis. And um, I'm glad I got that uh, out of my system ahead of everybody else. Like I moved up here from California like over t- almost 20 years ago. Like I, we almost started, and then and then everyone and then everyone was Have like you- everyone moved here, and then everyone's like. Fucking Californians. Have you ever lied to somebody and, and I'm said like, that yeah, you were born fucking ra- Californians? <laughs> have you ever lied to somebody and said that you were raised, born, and raised here? No, like, if have they you ask ever, like, where I was born, I'll tell them. But then I'll be like, yeah, but I, I've lived here lo- forever. I mean, what I remember is a lot of from here. But still, I do see that that fucking Californians. Oh yeah. Well, really, like, like fucking anybody that's not native. You right, know, right. like clouding up our fucking gene pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like you could fuck that up anymore. Have you been to Eureka? Who put animal in the gene pool? What yeah. is this? Yeah. Have what you been f- to Eureka? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Okay, so I have a family, ex-family member. I like Eureka. I want to retire to Eureka and write my memoirs when I'm older. <laughs> so I, I used to be related to somebody that uh, years later when they were not related to us. It was through a marriage. Anyway, uh, this gentleman got remarried to somebody and... Somehow, some way, they had the same grandmother. Really? Like, how? The, I just don't know, like, if how that sets in your mind, and you think that you're okay with that. Rash a lot, a lot of heavy rationalization, and it's, not, it's, and right? it's, and it's through marriage, a obviously. Lot. But it's like they have the same their, their family trees connect somewhere somewhere like, down the line is you know like really close actually and even though it's just through marriage or whatever and it's like you know but i just don't think oh, yeah. that that's chop it off at the branch put some rooter on it yeah start, <laughs> start another like, one you know, it's like cloning your fucking Ugh. cannabis plant you know it's like terrible. just trim it off and we'll put it right <laughs> next door so less Eureka. less legitimate you know what this means is that the the state itself is losing out because of their retarded restrictive drug policy they're losing out because there's more people like we said or as at least the same amount that are smoking still they're not renewing their cards i see this on facebook i have lost 64 i'm not renewing my card fuck that i have lost 64 
patients in the last three months to there people not renewing their cards. The 2011 legislature passed a much more restrictive law, Senate Bill 423, which has reduced these numbers. Then there were several dozen federal raids, high five, uh, of medical marijuana growing ops, along with the Woo! arrests and convictions of some owners. Correct. How many? Just two, right? There's been only one. 60, there's been, I think, 60 um, raids. No, yeah. And then How many arrests there's were there, been less than ten. Yeah, in, I was gonna like, say it was ten like a, sentences. There's a been less than ten small sentences. Small fraction of there's like the Ericsons and the Ruizes, and there's the right. Th- there's a there's a small group of people that have actually gotten sentenced or are going through sentencing, but right. a vast majority of the people that have been raided. There's been nothing. Their indictments really haven't been handed down. Right. Um. In in our case, um. Uh, discovery was just received, just received, sure. and so um, there's been no sentencing or or any sort of actual legal action being taken yet. Which means smash and grab, basically. Thanks, thanks for your pot and thanks for your money. Right, appreciate that. Have fun with your business. Since the law, see you next month. Yep, see you next month with our baseball bats. Our ins- chainsaws. Our insurance policy. Our chainsaws. You better pay up. This is a bad neighborhood. If you're bringing Forget a chainsaw, cut it down <laughs> at the stock there. Since the law took effect in July of 2011, the state has seen the number of medical marijuana cardholders drop by nearly half. Mm-hmm. You and just shot yourself in the foot. Plus, if you do try to do something miraculous to fix this, nobody's going to want to trust you. Because you've already, in the eyes of we the people, you've already shown yourselves to have zero morals, zero standards, zero education on the fucking subject matter at all. Well, now, you know, well, I got to disagree with you there. I just don't. It's not that they're uneducated. It's just that they do not want to give us what we want. They've chosen not to make decisions based on the facts rather than the feelings. Correct. And, And that may come off as stupidity. But I think it's no. Really it's just, not okay. It's you're agenda right, pushing. It's it's that they're they're, they're they to, know exactly what they're doing. I shouldn't right. say it's them being stupid. It's them just really fucking the people. Correct. Using their system, and which correct. is a very intelligent and, thing and to do. And it's much right? easier to come off as looking dumb than it is to come off than looking vindictive. Exactly. You know, it's way easier, it's easier to in the play eyes the of dumb the card. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know. I had all this other research that... Oh, sh- oh man. I'm I, uh, so... Well, in four years... What does this mean? In four years, we'll... <laughs> yeah. Oh, in an God. election year, I'll promise you everything you your heart desires. That's right. All of my commercials are insert your dreams here. <laughs> I approve this message. <laughs> You know, like, that's all it is. I wonder how that would go over. Very well, I'm sure. The people would be like, wow, my dream, rip mine? Wow, this really reached out to me on a personal level. I'm going to vote for him or her. I think people would be calling you Jesus. He's come back. (laughs) Senate Bill 423 certainly had an impact, said Roy Kemp, the chief medical marijuana regulator in the State Department of Public Health and Human Services. Quote, federal activities certainly have had an impact. The bill made it very difficult for providers to enter the field. As it were, the field. John Masterson of Missoula, executive director of Montana Normal, uh, 
he put it more bluntly. <laughs> oh, Charles Johnson, you're killing me. <laughs> the federal raids have terrified so many legitimate providers that are otherwise law-abiding providers who are closing their doors all over the place. That, in turn, cuts off the legal supply to patients that benefit from this herb. In 2012, in January, Montana had 15,984 medical marijuana cardholders registered with the state's program. The lowest That's the lowest monthly total since the 13,885 people registered in April of 2010. That's a little less than half of the peak in May of 2011, when the Montana cardholders then called patients, totaled 31,522. Hey! Under the 2011 law, all caregivers' licenses cards became invalid on July 1st, uh, 2011. Those wanting to continue to legally grow and sell marijuana for medical reasons had to register with the department to get providers' cards. Provider! So, like, ancient ritualistic-sounding. The provider. Oh, yay. (laughs) The new law prohibited anyone with a felony conviction or any misdemeanor drug conviction from being medical marijuana providers. Uh, Quote, it's important to note that all providers are not created equal, Masterson said. There were a handful with warehouses with an agricultural crop grown indoors with a wholesale business. The vast majority of providers or caregivers, he said, grew marijuana in a spare bedroom for a couple of people. Uh, And the number of physicians who can recommend the use of medical marijuana was at 274 in January, uh, after peaking at 365 in June. This is 2010. Mm -hmm. Uh, Regardless of the medical marijuana statistical trends, Masterson said the people who use marijuana in Montana have not disappeared. Told you. Told you. No matter what, there's going to be about mm, 100 thousand people who consume marijuana in montana hundred thousand at least dude at least at least i would say i would say there's a hundred thousand people that use it on a weekly basis on a day oh okay on the weekly yeah okay no i wouldn't say daily no i'm not a daily user right so i won't be after this bowl (laughs) but but a weekly user i would say that that oh yeah that's a good chunk of and then there's more people that maybe like once or twice three times a year or something like you know they'll oh yeah i'll take a puff or two i mean i know a couple of those individuals that have only smoked maybe when they find themselves around it which is only just on the week Right, right or you know what i mean oh well you know what yeah we're out on the sailboat all day like all right, yeah, you I'll, ain't got I'll shit to do. I'll yeah. have a puff, you know, like I haven't smoked since last summer, but yeah, I'll take and a couple And the majority puffs. of the people that don't, I feel like are not the type that are going to prosecute you or persecute you, I should say, for doing it yourself. There's a very very right. small handful of people that are really vocal about, "Oh my god, if you do that, hey, you're the devil and that." Like it, it's a very dying perspective on on the society that we share here um you think it's more than that you think it's all the churches or what do you well certain churches don't have problems with it but i think other churches have 
been teaching their congregations that you know drug just about drugs in drugs general and drugs and, and drugs are bad and using okay. marijuana as a catalyst to push that discussion forward because sure. it's, because it's, it's everywhere in the, the news in, or, yeah, yeah it's okay. in the news it's in your neighborhoods it's in your There's schools podcasts that are talking about it oh my god mm-hmm. we should do a live podcast out in front of school church we could we could I think that'd be get really yourself exciting. one of those primes yeah we could Definitely do. I think that would be really interesting. I think it like would. on a Wednesday, the first Wednesday of the when month. When we first started the jam hold, <laughs> the kid uh, Braden, him and I, uh, once a week, we would pick a different church here in the valley and we would go to it. And then the, the, the episode that happened the day after on Monday, we would come and talk about our experience. We did the, uh, the weird ladies church, the Christ scientist one that we didn't know. Ooh. We were like the only two guys. It was so creepy. Uh, we did. Did Skull you dress church. up and play the role? Oh no, we rolled in just like we dress normally. So it was, it was a great experience. It was a very, for the majority of the religions preaching like a very open and kindness and like these people are very judging, very hypocritical. It's a, it's appalling to kind of feel that, but we stayed for the whole thing with our little notebooks, like taking Did notes you go to the on LDS everything. Church? Huh? Did you go to the LDS church? No, we only did like four of them. We did um, oh, okay. that chi- the scientists one. We did the skull church. We did uh, one I used to go to back in the day, which I'm not going to mention now, but, and then, uh, <laughs> We did the big one. Uh, what's that called? The one Christian on the hill. Center? Yeah, that one. Uh-huh. So it was, yeah, some of those places are crazy creepy, though. It's it's, huh. it's like. Yeah, I know. I'm a recovering they, Mormon. Are so you? I, yeah, I know about, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't creepy. I mean. Uh, um, it depends how you look at it, like where you came from. Like I was right. raised Lutheran, so any any other religion other than Lutheran was like a cult, you know, you're trained or brainwashed. Uh, just to like be any like, other religion. Which I'm sure you yeah, exactly. Well, and the Mormons have, uh, Mormons have the, uh, uh balls to say that I go to the true church. Mm. <laughs> you know, they have, they, they actually like will outwardly claim right. that everyone else is wrong. The one true. Right. Yeah. And proudly because, sure. you know, I mean, it's my faith. My faith is a rock. <laughs> and it's, and I I'm. praise the Lord. And then they speak in tongues and shit. No, like, the Mormons what? don't speak in tongues. No, that's the Christian Mormons. center. That's Christian Pentecostals. Yeah. The uh, Southern Baptists. That to me is really scary because in, in my studying of the Bible, that's a rare act of God. The normal stereotype says Mormons know nothing about brainwashing. I would say nobody knows nothing about brainwashing like the Scientologists. They've got brainwashing down to a legit science. So the Mormons. Yeah? Oh, yeah. You think? Oh, I yeah. would I would put up a Have Scientologist. Have you seen that South Park episode where they're oh, making I've fun of like the... Oh, okay, yeah. so it is not... That's not... That's... I mean, that's pretty fucking accurate. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Like... And the magic underwear and the... Oh, yeah. Well, the magic underwear thing is... is I know that's a lot of... I don't see why everybody... I mean, you wear underwear, don't you? No. And they're not magical. You don't wear underwear, me either. But um, <laughs> not since they're I was like not magical 15. underwear. They're just undergarments. And yeah, it's no, like, I know. You know I, what I, I'm I, saying? And like in other religions, people wear crosses. It's like a... Yeah. It's you know what I'm saying? Symbol, like instead of wearing a cross... It's just funny that that's what it happens. It's part of their ritual. Yeah. Well, it's and it's MacGuffin. funny that people make fun of the magic underwear, but they don't make fun of baptisms for the dead. Yeah, that's... Like, I know. What is the point of I baptizing know. a carcass? Do you want to start a religion podcast? Because <laughs> I have, I have a, I have a kid I do a, the Android show with. He's uh, going through his like dissertation for his theology thing, and like he's a, 
a, not a preacher, but like a youth leader mm-hmm. of that. And he really wants to do like a religion podcast because he thinks he can open my eyes to the truth. And I'm like, I know I'm not going to change his mind, but I will just sit and fire back everything. I'll change his mind. I, I'm not even trying to change his I mind. Change I his just want to have the discussion and record. Well, actually, I can't say that it changes mind because, I mean, I don't really think that anybody. I think wrong. after you invest like $80,000 in school for that, there ain't nothing that's going to change your mind because then you feel like, man, I just waste my parents just wait like, oh, fuck. $80,000 is better than the rest of your be- life. I have to believe this now. $80,000 is better than wasting the rest of your life. But what if I I'm would rather right? figure something, and he could still get a job in that department. Oh no, I know, I know. And I think that you would make an even better uh, theology if that you knew side. that it wasn't right, and you were taking advantage and brainwashing people. I you think still? that if, I think if you knew <laughs> what you were doing, you would be even better at it because you could play the role to an even higher extent, and you could really <laughs> throw out the the godly rules. I mean, you could you could play dirty and be very successful in your church because if you understood that you were just brainwashing and taking advantage of people for them to tithe boy I think you have a successful church matter in fact there is a successful church I know I always wonder what percentage of churches are actually doing that like the heads of the church that realize like like, no duh clearly but look at how much money yeah I don't praise the lord praise the lord Taxes? I don't know what that is. I'm <laughs> yeah. not familiar with this. This word. whole God gig Taxes. is kind of a good deal here. I'm just saying. I think the next uh, podcast business we start is going to not be an LLC, but a 401c3 or whatever they are. The nonprofit. <laughs> 2CBI. I don't so know. Whatever. 2CI. Kitty. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So. <laughs> what I'm saying is nonprofit donate. Hotboxpodcast.com slash donate. Do that. So, what if, yeah, what we if, have. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah okay. just saying. All right. So, uh, then going back to this, uh, the number five thing is the prohibition on a provider receiving compensation from his or her patients. Following the decision, the state's attorney general filed an appeal and later filed a brief in support of the appeal. Filing the appeal, the attorney general took exception to two particular features of the decision that providers could not be limited in the number of patients they serve and the judge's finding that providers can receive compensation for their services from qualified patients. The other aspects of the judge's decision were left alone. So is this is this worth it? Is this fight worth it? Is this is it worth continuing this fight? Yes. I mean, it, yes, is it, it is, even though I don't want to, and I'm, I'm tired of, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's yeah, like, it's, the, it's an uphill right. going in circles. But yes, it's, it is definitely worth everybody's effort. And, you know, some people are still putting in so much effort and fighting so hard and oh, really absolutely. pushing this forward, you know, and it's like. It's so tiring. And it's, it's so tiring because we know the truth. Right. Like if 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 we didn't know, if we were in the dark like a lot of people around here, I think it wouldn't even matter. We would just be so ignorant to the fact and blissful about it that whatever. But because we know, it's yeah, if we so didn't know the frustrating. Truth, I think that we would all just still be smoking cannabis illegally and be in the black market and... And life would go would on. You, do you think... Yeah, I mean... If 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 you didn't, I mean, you wouldn't have a cannabis podcast. I don't know. I feel like I, it would be a different podcast. It would be an invite only, encrypted, 
like here's where to get Watch shit me smoke this bong week. Check this chronic out. Kind of like, but like really helping people get in touch with people, like make being the middleman and being like, you know, this week <laughs> here's the five places to go to. I don't know. I feel like it would be a different kind of show. It would be like a more more of a pirate radio like. This is the community that's How to grow in your it. closet right. with $500 investment. Exactly. How, How to, to flip three pounds every three months using three-by-three three spaces. Like, weird yeah. shit like that, you know? Yeah. It'd be a different kind of... But, yeah. I don't know, because of... All of the legitimacy, we're, we're trying to get the information out there of how to do it, you know. So that we could talk about growing in three-by-three three squares. Exactly, and not... Publicly. I mean, it's, I can sit here and smoke this pipe and say that it's either salvia or that it's medical marijuana. I mean, one or of it's crack or it's crack. It's black crack. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> black crack. It just depends. <laughs> it's just unnecessary bullshit that I would way rather see a hundred thousand dollars go towards something other than being a lawyer to make an argument that's been made over and over and over right. again. Like that, that hundred thousand dollars would go a lot better to local schools, or maybe uh, my new uh, podcast studio. Sure, yeah, I agree. you know, I mean, that money could definitely be used. Well, in other areas, unfortunately, it needs to be used in this area right now and it, if it's we're good going to that be keeping it, our right. Exactly. Or our ability to to As long as it doesn't blow fight. up in our face and set negative precedents. Then and there's always that risk. But there is that saying, you know, there's no such thing as, as negative publicity. I don't know how accurate that really is. But well, it depends. I mean, if that negative publicity, like, gets you in jail or something, you know. So, you know, the fight's continuing fighting in in Montana. I'm sure you can find a positive in in that scenario, maybe. More people are paying attention to politics. Is that positive? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Paying attention to or in other news, the suicide rate in Montana has increased. Also weird. (laughs) The number of cardholders drops dramatically. Suicide increases. And voter voter interaction increases. Um, so <clears throat> if you were to get a medical marijuana card in a state in one of the great 50, well, the great 14 or 15 that actually have medical marijuana, I would have to say Montana, probably not one of the states you would choose. No? I, I would think California out of, if I had to just off the top Fuck of my that. head, pick a state. I would not live in California. Like, no, not live there. I, th- I would just get a card there. Well, see, I guess you have depends. to live there to get a card there. But not in Oregon. You don't have to live in Oregon to get a card in Oregon? I don't know. Oregon has been constantly brought up as the state of all states to get your, your medical marijuana card. So maybe not. Um, this guy here, he I mean, lives live in, in Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin. Twice in the past two years, his name's Gary Stork. He gets on an Amtrak train and makes the trip. 40 hours, costs more than a grand. All for something that makes the illegal legal. Hmm? He pays a visit to one of the state's 15 or so medical marijuana clinics, fills out an application, sees a doctor. He walks out an hour later, the proud holder of an Oregon-issued medical marijuana card. It's a process he has to do each year to keep the card. 
He's 56. But what does that card do for him in Wisconsin? He is one of hundreds out of staters who each year make an uh, unusual pilgrimage to Oregon, <laughs> the only state in the country to issue medical marijuana cards to non-residents. And Montana was one until last July. Dicks. See, we could have been capitalizing on out-of-state money year-round instead of just the three months out of the year when it's tourist time. Yay! You're so stupid. How are you running this place? I don't even understand that. I'm paying attention, and I don't understand your methods. Blow my fucking mind. Like, could you make a good decision that you want to change something? Make a good decision. For once in your term, make a good decision. Or maybe just keep blow minds. Our everywhere. best interests in mind. Could you do for that? a couple decisions? Like that would be easy, about right? Us. Whenever anything comes up, you ask yourself, is this in my financial best interest or is this in my, my constituents' constituents best, best interest? And maybe if, yeah, when you're the decision making process, if you would just like consider your constituents for a moment before. Just for like a just ask yourself that one question. That's all you have to do. Uh, Stork says, hey, Oregon, it's not a bad place to visit. He's used, medi- uh, he's used marijuana, not medical, but he's used marijuana for four decades to treat glaucoma and other chronic ailments. And so then, how is that not medical marijuana? Well, then, it, because it wasn't legal. Okay. I know. Like, what's the difference, right? Okay. So the law, yeah, it's... But it's been I have helping. been smoking cannabis. It didn't to- help him until he actually got his card, though. That's the thing. Oh, the marijuana that piece of card. The marijuana I knows, see. and it's like, well, we're just gonna get you high until you get your card. Now that you have and your card, then though, will be therapeutic. That cancer gone. But you have to get your card first. Right. Otherwise, you're Otherwise, just gonna get stoned. You're just gonna get high and make bad decisions and eat all the time. <laughs> Is that like if you? Brought that to a court of law, like you would get laughed the fuck out the door, right? right? Oh yeah. That's so, but that's what, like that's that's what's happening. That's yep. so appalling. Yeah. Uh, he says it lifts my spirits to be in a place where medical cannabis is legal and life goes on. Yes, it does. Isn't that like there's no rape and murder? I mean, there is, but it's not because of that, you know. Some users of medical marijuana go through the effort to acquire an organ card because it allows them to use the drug legally when they're in the state. Others hope it provides some legal protection if they're arrested in a state where medical marijuana is outlawed. Outlawed! Many out-of-staters see an organ card as important recognition that their use of the drug is legally recognized somewhere in the United States. At least somewhere out in this cold, dark world is a place that recognizes the legitimacy of my pot-smoking habits. Thank you, Oregon. Thank you. Uh, Since June of 2010, when the state started issuing cards to non-residents, nearly 600 out-of-staters have traveled there to obtain one. So now think about Out-of-staters, when they have to go to Oregon... Are they getting hotels? Which sure. is well, you know, supporting. they're probably just staying at the local <laughs> Occupy movement. <laughs> That's true, right? <laughs> they camp for free, <laughs> bros. Yeah. Just got my card. <laughs> Woo! Go occupy this couch and this bag of Cheetos. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. Oh man, 
But yes, getting hotels, uh, possibly Food, renting a car, um, restaurants. So yeah. you're you're basically bringing out of state money and putting it into this now local economy for uh, oil. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if other states did that, you would maybe. Well, I mean, think of it this way: How cool would it be to own a business that hooks people up with ski passes, with nice condos to stay in, with good marijuana? restaurants like you could have a whole business on that sounds the like out of staters coming here and wanting that experience you know this is a like this you is can a, make so much money doing that this is a business idea that i've had is is to have a business called a friend in montana and because everywhere you travel or anytime you want to go somewhere it helps to know someone where you go you know and so the same thing could happen with this is like you could what you're just talking about is like if if you were coming in from out of state to participate in a couple things, and it's kind of like a like a again like a package deal, you contact you How know this place. Would that be? Like, and it's like oh, I need to go and get this done, and I'm going to be there for three days. And it's kind of like oh, okay, well here's your itinerary. Here's right? some things to go do. You have options too. You know, like oh, I don't really like Chinese you food, but I do like Thai food. And personally, I could, correct based on interests. what information you find in their smartphones. I mean, like it's right? so. There's so much you could do that would create jobs and... Oh, yeah. <sighs> Sigh. Most uh, out-of-state applications for Oregon, uh, 309 came from Washington residents. Idaho came in uh, second with 138. And people from California, 50 of them, actually went to Oregon to get a card. I find that interesting. Uh, quote, there are patients who live in... <clears throat> California and Washington, or Idaho for that matter, who travel to Oregon to visit friends and family and ought not to be interfered with because they are possessing their medicine. It was a 2010 case that Berger argued before the Oregon Court of Appeals that ultimately prompted the state to drop residency requirements from its medical marijuana program. So is that what we would have to do here? Just be like, listen. This is going to make you money. <laughs> like, okay. Um, Tara was just saying that uh, there's yeah, a guy in Montana you... that... All dispensaries in Missoula County are shut down for fear from feds after the Judge Malloy ruling. There actually was a guy in Montana that had a cannabis-friendly tourism uh, rafting with like-minded individuals could smoke and recreate at the same time. That would be awesome. So... There are patients who live in California. Like, these people are everywhere. And they're just coming there. They got my card. Sweet. Here's some money, Oregon. So, well, I hope other states can really look at that and pull their head out of their ass long enough to make a real decent decision about something. Uh, We're finally seeing, if you live in New Mexico, good news, we're finally getting you guys uh, some medical marijuana. We we have a lot of states, right, that have medical marijuana, but not one person has gotten their hands on it, right? Right, right. So it's like the program's there, but it it doesn't really mean much because it's not And New Mexico was one of those, I believe. We had a gentleman from Leap on f- that was from New Mexico, and he was saying that you know they were still having a hard time. Uh, but this is in Las Cruces. This is um, many people are are seeking relief for a variety of medical conditions, just like in every other state that has it. 
Uh, this one lady drives 100 miles one way from Silver City to see Hilda Chavez, a naturopath with more than 30 years experience. You see, this is where I have a problem that legit medicine like medical marijuana is going to get diluted in all of this homeopathic, naturopathic bullshit that is actually just a scam. But because it's also an herb, like, I don't... I don't want these people to go in there and like have cancer and get put on this bullshit homeopathic treatment and then die because they didn't actually like go to a real doctor. Medical marijuana is going to help that. It may not necessarily cure that, but it's going to help it better than any of this other stuff that they're peddling as legit. Now, you know, there's something to be said though um, about placebo effect well i wasn't gonna say that okay so you know like my experience when i almost died was is that it wasn't just one thing that made me get better it was like it was like it was a combination of everything you know uh the meds that the doctors had uh um the the stone that my friend gave me and the support from family and like the whole package deal and things and so i think that um, if if you are a a patient that has some sort of chronic illness or a cancer or something, I think that uh, experimenting or trying other treatments out is uh, why not? Yeah, sure. Why not? You don't really have a whole lot to lose, but I think also you can start monitoring out. what I, I I just I think being responsible and if you're trying some sort of homeopathic remedy, it would also be a good idea to continue going to your uh, what do they call a cancer doctor? Real a, doctor? What do they call a cancer doctor, though? A real... Oh, um... Your specialist. Your yeah, on- it's a... Um, oh. Oncologist? I want to say oncological. I don't think it's that's oncologist. It, Is that I believe, right I believe if you're an oncologist, you're a, you're a cancer doctor. And so, um... Uh, still seeing your cancer doctor while trying out other things, I think... I, I just don't... I. You know, just recently I learned the lesson not to put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, you know oncologists. I mean? Yeah, so don't put all your eggs in one basket with things like that. But I think that that experimenting. With I think other though things that you stuff. can start out with a good head start by doing some legit research on the internet and looking at. You can save yourself a lot of money and trouble by um, reading. Is yeah, there but, evidence? But looking that kind of stuff up on critical the internet. thinking to what's happening here. Are there logical fallacies all over the place? Yes. Then maybe red flag it. There's going to be logical fallacies well, even at the doctor's office. I, I, I feel like you can really, you can steer away from certain ones that are, like the, the I aid water thing that's like, oh, we're going to realign the molecules in the water and make, like, that. you can avoid a thousand dollar scam by doing a little research sure. before you go out. Sure. That's what I want to but a lot of times, you know, looking up sort of medical information. If on you want to spend a hundred dollars on water, come to me. I you're, will you're sell pretty it much to you neg- all day. You're pretty much negating, you know, an oncologist's thirty years in the medical field by looking something up on the web and saying, "Nope." Oh well, th- you know what I'm saying? Well, like, you kind of like you can make a decision, a, a better decision, if you find that look, there is studies, there is evidence. They did the studies right. They were double blinded. There, you can start a good base of knowledge before you go out and get scammed. Yes. By what you find there. Yes. That's what I... Being being an educated... If being all educated you find on a, a site are anecdotal evidence, then maybe a little... Maybe you approach right. that one. I mean, sure, go talk to them. But maybe 
you kind of know that why aren't there any legit studies? Why isn't there any evidence? Why Correct. is it all anecdotal? Why are all these people the same? Like, there's just be more informed yeah. about that. And that's why I don't like that weed is getting mixed up in this other, you know, side of, of it that we're, we're going to prescribe you this, you know, gym some weed and then some cannabis. It's like they, they're going to approach that, that, Oh look, our homeopathic remedy helped when really it was the, the weed that helped, but I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, so New Mexico patients are allowed to buy marijuana from nonprofit licensed producers or to grow a limited number of plants themselves legally. Because as we know, if you grow too many plants, they uprise and then you have a, a yeah, big keep garden under 99, I guess a big problem. Keep it under 99. Keep it at the 99. That's all. 99. Occupy your garden. Occupy your marijuana <laughs> garden. Um, so yeah, good, good job. Uh, New Mexico way to get your patients, the medical marijuana that they've voted for. I mean, is that uh, you, you guys? Good job. Good job. Good job. Finally. Finally. Um, Alab- yeah. Al- Alabama, it, it, well, talking about states that are actually doing doing the, the deed here, uh, they're, they're getting a bill to legalize medical marijuana, tweaking the legislation to make it more palatable to lawmakers. Basically, under every line, you just say, and $10 of each sale goes to you. You're, that's what you're doing, right? Make it more palatable to lawmakers. Yeah, I'm glad we're catering How to the you... lawmakers' desires instead of the people's desires. That's important, right? Because, I mean, they do make the laws. <laughs> like, is that a backwards-ass system? I mean, I know it's Alabama, but come on. <laughs> like, that's every state. Do I hear banjo music? Like, that's, it's backwards. You can't, yeah, you can't do that. So. Um, oh, we have a listener from Alabama, and he says we have two bills, actually, HB 25 and HB 66. Well, why don't you call in and tell us? Uh, this is Representative Kale Brown of Jacksonville filed a bill this legislative session to legalize marijuana for medicinal uses only. The Alabama Medical Marijuana Coalition, or the AMMC, uh, they composed the bill is working on amendments to address concerns from other lawmakers. One amendment would add a 5% tax to medical marijuana sales that would be distributed to the city and county law enforcement agency. Here, you grease this, and I'll grease that. Okay? 5% tax. I wish we could. Is that exactly what I... Yeah. Unbelievable. We're going to make it more appealing to the lawmakers, which just needs means they need to have more money. That's so... That it, makes things okay. How like, can that be how politics We will functions? throw our moral obligation out the window for of 5%. Course, of course. <laughs> of course. How is that That's not like 5%. organized crime? Like, how is that not... Is that right? How is that not... The very definition You're paying for of... protection. You're paying for the ability to... Do, it's, it's, uh, it's extortion. That's extortion. I'm going to give you 5% on each bag I sell, and you're not going to fuck with me. That Deal? That's what it sounds like. Deal or no deal? 10%? What do you want? Every time I have a baby, if it's female, it's yours. Like, what? This is being done so a person cannot just walk in and give money and get a marijuana card. Really? Okay. Cool. Thanks. 
Uh, the change required a doctor to do what he normally does when handling prescriptions. Crompton said the bill and the amendments had garnered positive responses from other state legislators. Where's our 5%? Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah, keep going. 5% here. Like, appalling. You guys are pigs. The Political pigs. Among other things, the legislation lists the medical conditions that can be treated with marijuana, because our legislators are doctors now, uh, and it indicates the drug can only be purchased legally at mandated marijuana distribution centers. Really? Is that the only place you can get it? Okay. Yeah. That's the only place you well, can now get that it they have... that you're going to get your 5% from. Right. Now that yeah. they have medical marijuana, okay. you know, all marijuana use goes to the dispensaries now. Oh, Just like here in Montana, like... You know, if you get rid of the dispensaries, you get rid Welcome of marijuana. Welcome to the dispensary. We sell you glass pot and we'll launder your money. Like, what? And here's your 5%. And here's your vig. Vi- and and so, here's your vig. Just so leave me alone. Off my balls here. I want my 5%. Leave me alone and go fuck yourself. Thank you. Uh, people given prescriptions for medical marijuana will be required to carry identification cards authorized by the Alabama Department of Public Health. The bill also states a patient can possess no more than eight ounces of marijuana at a time or no more than 12 marijuana plants. Because if you have 13, watch out! They're going to rape your daughter and kill you. That's what 13 pot plants does. They get together and they rape and they kill. It's, but it's, Keep it at 12. It's the You'll 13th be safe. one that's going to get it's you. It's the bad seed. Uh, they, they get you every time. So... Uh, quote, under this bill, I can grow it at home. I can, can I grow cocaine at home or opiates? No. And there's a good reason for that. It's because I'd be self-medicating. Shut up. Can you overdose on cocaine or opiates? Can you overdose on the pot you're growing? (laughs) Make a rational connection. Ah, it hurts. Oh, my head, it hurts. God. Unbelievable. Well, good job, Alabama. So. <laughs> That's that. Yeah, let's, let's leave uh, it on that. that. That was a pretty good little uh, quick theatrical. S- Do you like that? Woo-ha there. Don't How are you going to top that? Uh, colon cancer. Oh, man. Cancer of the butthole. What is the most common cancer afflicting the Western world? Colon cancer. With over 100,000 new cases and nearly 50,000 deaths each year. Colon cancer's keeping up with uh, alcohol there. Getting up there. Die. <laughs> Could you imagine? Killed from cancer of the butt. Um, but we have good news because CBD reveals potential for prevention of said colon cancer. Does that mean pot enemas? I don't know. <laughs> can only hope, right? Right, guys? Right, bros? We can only hope. You do mine and I'll do yours. Come on. This will be fun. We'll hang out at home and smoke pot together and cure our colon cancer. (laughs) In past studies, CBD, a constituent of medical cannabis called cannabidiol. Hold on. Is that it's only a medical cannabis, CBD? Or is it an all cannabis? Only medical cannabis is therapeutic. Right. If it's black market, it just gets you high. True, true. Uh, It is shown many potential benefits in the treatment of cancer as an anti-inflammatory, an analgesic, antioxidative, 
a neuroprotective agent. In these cases, CBD seems to protect normal cells while attacking those that are diseased, which is key. New research shows that CBD shows potential to be a preventative measure against colon cancer. Me and you and everybody else that smokes pot, we're never going to get cancer because we smoke pot. Might die of skin cancer. You might if you keep you. <laughs> well, itchy. Uh, tanning will do that. Hey, what did you say that on the air for? Tan like a man. <laughs> Sorry. Putting Ian on blast right now. Oh, that's all right. No, yeah, I when make, you go to. Myself, when so. you've lived in the maybe last. I should, maybe I should lather in cannabis oil before. Listen, Ian. You've lived in the last five months with no sunshine. I know. You're going to a place with a lot of sunshine. I know. So you're doing exactly. Why do you feel guilty about tanning is the question. Well, right feel, now, because, because my because nipples of... are a little burnt and they like rub on my shirt. <laughs> and like, that's why I you feel You always got to right tape that shit up, dude. You can't just. So they're like bright pink and <laughs> the rest is like not quite as bright pink. <laughs> Awesome. I could like do a smiley face. Ever since on my Jersey Shore, belly. I just can't take anybody that tans seriously. Uh, me either. <laughs> is that why? Right? It's, you know, anybody that tans or uses now. Facebook, and now I do both. Like, fuck! Fuck! Look what I've turned into. I know. I know. I need to smoke more herb or something. Something. Oh, uh, why do I feel guilty about it? I don't know. I just it seems it seems so. Um, I, I guess the reason is is because it it seems so uh, artificial or so like like material an item to do for to to boast your own vanity. It's you know what I mean? Thing. Like yeah, yeah. if it, I've I've always felt like, that like if you want to be luscious. tan, go outside. Right. You know what I mean? Go out in the sun, but like you know, I I can't go out in the sun. If you took this here. trip at the end of August, it would be a different story. R- right, then I wouldn't have to worry about it. Fun. But here it is February and the last yeah. time like I, I saw sun was the end of August. <laughs> right. And so <laughs> yeah, like sure. I can't I can't prepare myself for that and I don't want to go down there and turn into a lobster and uh, exactly. and then have to like go from shady area to shady area because I don't want to stand in the sunshine. Yeah, no, you have legitimate rationalizations for this. I just find it I know, funny but I still that feel guilty. Feel, and yeah, that's I feel like it's two bit cheap hooker. Really, oh, and that's like money's the- on the dresser. Leave. Yeah, <laughs> all right. That's so awesome. I feel bad, but I'm sure you'll get over it. And when you're in the sunshine and and loving life, while we're still here in the deep dark depression of a sunless existence. Um. So yeah, they're basically um what Brandy Cross here on the MPP blog is saying is that cannabidiol is going to save your butts. Very good. Very good. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, if you live in Washington, you should contact your senator and urge their support for SB 6265. Uh, last year, the Washington legislature passed a bill that would have allowed for medical marijuana dispensaries, create a voluntary patient registry, and provide patients with arrest and prosecution protection if they chose to register. Unfortunately, Governor Greg Waugh decided that the will of the federal government trumped the will of the Washington electorate and vetoed the most important provisions of that bill. This year, lawmakers are back for another bite at the apple. SB 6265 is sponsored by Senator Cole Wells and would allow patients to collectively grow marijuana and nonprofit patient cooperatives to dispense marijuana to patients and caregivers. The bill would also create a voluntary patient registry. If a patient chooses to register with the state, they will be afforded arrest and prosecution protection. That's a good... uh, that's a good deal, right? Register. We know where you're at, but you'll get protection. Grease my from palms. What? <laughs> from from us. Uh, yeah, okay. maybe, maybe. 
That's, I mean, what are you going to do to me if I don't? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Might be worth it. Um, and the bef- last thing, you've, we've all kind of seen this a lot. Um, if you're in the medical marijuana industry, you have a hard time getting banking services. Oh, oh yeah. We said we'd talk about this. Yeah, I just, on. I mean, we can briefly. If yeah, most most banks don't want to deal with medical marijuana exactly. industries for because good reason. It's federally uh, it, regulated, exactly. but there are banks that'll do this. Um, I think that uh, finding one is usually the key, though. And right. Much like anything else, you'll have to go around and ask. I know that there's a credit union that will help you out. I know that West One Bank here locally may still help you out. I'm not sure if they're still taking. People. Or we could do what Colorado's doing and maybe we should start a bank setting up a bill that makes a special cooperative banking institution where they get 5%, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but the first of its kind measure was defeated Tuesday. Lawmakers from both parties worried that because marijuana is illegal under federal law, of course, states can't step in to help dispensaries and growers store and borrow money. Which means keep digging those holes in your backyards and putting your money there because there's 17 states that have medical marijuana, this says. And the, an industry that is just still tainted with this black market-like look that's like a cash-only business. You can only, you know, I feel kind of weird about this. I don't know. That's... I'm going to drop this here, and you just set the money over there, and uh, just don't make eye contact, okay? Like, it's it still has that feel to it because of these lawmakers, and no shit, nobody wants to lend you money. Like, you came in and pulled dollar bills out of a paper bag. I mean, that's that's the kind of guys that they're giving this whole industry i feel like and that's no shit the banks don't want and i mean do we want any part of the banks the banks are scumbags so i think you're right we need to set you up you need a bank account to cash checks exactly but we need to set up our own there needs to be like credit unions are kind of there they're you know more of the people but there needs to be something like you can find a bank if you go out and look. I mean, yeah, you really can. You, you just got to go and ask and say, "Listen, I am a mar- medical marijuana provider, and I need to open a business account." That's and all. you'll get told no, 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 and then finally, some banker will be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, here's the paperwork. Here you go. And where's my five percent?" Yep, where's my five percent? It's all about that five percent, of course. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys for joining us every Saturday or Sunday. Just follow. Twitter.com slash hotbox podcast. That's the best way. And you'll you'll see we post a couple times right before the show goes live. On Facebook.com slash hotbox podcast, we post there too. Post on the group. I post in all all over the place. My Facebook, Ian's Facebook, and we got a Google Plus for the Hotbox specifically. Uh, we always post all over there when the show is going live. So catch it and share it with your friends. Please make sure you're subscribed to iTunes and write us a lovely little review. That helps. Go to hotboxpodcast.com slash get stitch, use promo code hotbox and get yourself entered into the hundred dollar gift card giveaway thing and get a cool app that'll play on anything. And you can hear the latest episodes of the hotbox and the general. So how about that? Check out the forums and uh, we'll talk to you guys online and such. Make sure to leave us a message. If you have comments, 406-204-4687. Ian, it's been a pleasure. Bye. If you like you weed, like this weed, is where this is where you need to be. <laughs> if you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Boss Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Boss Podcast.